Hello and welcome to this week's Innovation Forum Monday Briefing, a regular guide to what's happening in the world of sustainable business. I'm Ian Welsh. The first in Innovation Forum's Autumn Event Series is rapidly approaching. We will be back in Amsterdam for this year's Sustainable Plastics and Packaging Conference on the 3rd and 4th of October. There are some really interesting discussions coming up, and to find out more I spoke with my colleague Katie Ball. That's coming up. First though, joining me to talk about some of what's happening this week is Innovation Forum's B. Stevenson. Welcome back to the Monday Briefing, B. Hi, Ian. So, we're only just through Plastic Free July, but we've got zero waste week in the first week of September. B, tell us all about it. So, it's another environmental campaign around awareness raising to reduce landfill waste this time, not specifically plastic, by demonstrating ways that households, businesses and organisations can cut waste in their own areas and bring awareness to the issues of waste and pollution. The idea is to encourage people to reduce the use of synthetic materials and plastic packaging whilst promoting principles of circularity, so reuse and conscientious recycling. They do a challenge for a week, downloading the resources from the site and communicate on that on social media using the hashtag Zero Waste Week, which you may see trending this week. And it's essentially a tool to learn how to avoid some of the waste that they produce as a household, as a business, and to try and implement some of that beyond And like Plastic Free July, it's a very successful grassroots campaign started by Rochelle Strauss in the UK in 2008. She'd been impacted by a freak flooding event in 2004, which she saw in the context of climate change. She started a blog, which then built into a website. And in 2018, it registered 56 million participants globally. I imagine more so this year as well. Zero Waste Week then really is an awareness raising week, many specific events going on, but it's all about raising awareness around the need to think about reducing waste, getting to zero as fast as we can. Clearly, waste is a big issue. So do you have any facts and stats you can hit us with? So the world generates about 2.01 billion tonnes of municipal solid waste annually, with at least 33% of that at an extremely conservative estimate, not managed in an environmentally safe manner, according to the World Bank. And less than 20% of global waste is recycled each year. Typically, the UK, Canada, Ireland, Germany, global north countries have relied on other countries, Indonesia, Vietnam, China, historically, to take on their recycling. So one third of US recyclables are shipped abroad, and the UK estimates that 46% of its recycling goes abroad. But these countries are often overwhelmed with the massive imports, so recyclables are often mismanaged and incinerated. So you do sometimes have to question the stats that come out really from governments, for instance, from the UK government on how much is really recycled. Do you have any emissions stats? Based on the volume of waste generated, its composition, how it's managed, it's estimated that 1.6 billion tonnes of carbon dioxide and equivalent greenhouse gas emissions were generated from solid waste treatment and disposal in 2016, or 5% of global emissions. So a serious problem. Absolutely. So the more awareness that can be raised about the need for zero waste, the better. All right, B, what else is coming up this week? Kenya is launching its global reporting initiative, Sustainability Reporting Standards, this week. Both listed and non-listed companies in Kenya or operating in Kenya should expect a tighter disclosure and compliance requirements around ESG disclosures with the launch of the inaugural Sustainability Reporting Standards, which are known as IFRS S1 and S2 on September the 5th. So these standards were issued for the first time by the GRI in June 2023, with January 2024 as the effective date. So just to clarify what they actually are, IFRS S1 refers to general requirements for companies to disclose sustainability-related risk and opportunities over the short, medium and long term, and IFRS S2 
refers to climate-related disclosures. It's very catchy names there. But in the context of Kenya, the launch of the standards is expected to address the challenge of non-standardised reporting matters on ESG, as a number of listed entities have started reporting, for instance, Safaricom and East African breweries. There's that aspect of levelling the playing field by improving transparency. So what are the benefits then for companies in terms of reporting more generally? So standards generally will promote the global standardization of a single sustainability disclosure. So helping to align international markets and allowing for fair comparison of ESG related financial information. And then also companies may have to adhere to the standards in one country anyway, so they may as well do it more generally. It also reduces reporting requirements by establishing a global baseline. We can reduce duplication of reporting requirements where companies operate in multiple jurisdictions and often different standards are quite aligned with each other. So there are a few. And also these standards have gained international reports. So investors, companies, policymakers, market regulators, other organizations around the world, you know, including the G20 and the G7 leaders, for instance, have all signaled their support for the standards. So it really seems like we are moving in that direction now and companies can get ahead of it and get ahead of mandatory regulations and start developing policies to align with them now. There's no doubt that we are moving into an era of greater reporting transparency for sure. And it's nice to see developing economies like Kenya moving in towards their own sustainability reporting standards, albeit aligned with GRI. B, thanks very much for that. See you again next week. Thanks, Ian. See you. I caught up earlier with Innovation Forum's Katie Ball to hear about some of the conversations that are coming up at the Sustainable Plastics and Packaging Conference in Amsterdam in early October. Welcome to the Monday Briefing, Katie. Good morning, Ian. Future of Plastics and Packaging event coming up very shortly on the 3rd and 4th of October. Let's talk about some of the sessions we've got at the event. One that jumped out to us, wasn't it, was one about the roadmap beyond 2025 and how we can align everybody so that approaches ensure a realistic route to packaging targets. So who have we got joining that particular session, Katie? So for that session, we have Caroline Potter. She's the Vice President of Sustainability at Sagentia joining. We also have Jody Rousseau. She's Global Public Affairs Leads, Nestle for Packaging and Sustainability. And then finally, Marilyn Lombardi, the Global Head of Packaging Procurement at Kraft Heinz. Any particular angles that you'd expect them to bring to the conversation? Yeah, so I think Jody and Mary Lean, being from two very large organizations, they'll bring a really good insight into what brands have been facing as they've been trying to achieve these targets set forth by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. I think they'll also be able to share the obstacles that they've faced and each individually their own challenges and opportunities that they've seen and how they're looking to set targets beyond this 2025 and 2030 deadlines. And then Caroline from Sagentia, she'll be able to bring a look into strategies that organizations can take internally to structure those more future-facing strategies and what to think through as they're building those out with their other business units. What are you hoping for in terms of outcomes from the session? Not everyone's approach to their targets is going to be or needs to be the same, but the only place that we can start to set more realistic ones that everyone has a good understanding of how to reach is to have a good base overview and understanding of what those challenges really are and what lies ahead. Some some really practical steps in setting targets and understanding the business challenges and what different partners, organizations need to be collaborating with to ensure that they can really deliver on on what they hope to achieve. Another session that we spotted was the 
session on the second day looking at recycling this is some of the big hot topic we've got a webinar coming up on this in fact this week looking at chemical recycling there is, does seem potential but at the same time some significant drawbacks on the use of chemical recycling and how chemical recycling what its role will be in, in moving towards a net zero world who have we got joining that particular session for the advanced recycling session, we have a pretty diverse panel. We have Saskia Hornivius. She's the marketing development manager at Eastman. We've also got Erica Ording, the lead sustainable packaging at Friesland Campina, and Katie Ogandia. She is the equity research analyst into this topic at Barclays Bank. So they're coming from quite different parts of the industry with a very wide ranging perspectives. Are there any particular angles you expect them to be taking? Eastman will be able to give us a really good deep overview and explain more the power and role of chemical recycling, how it's fitting into the circular economy and its advantages over mechanical recycling and other waste elimination strategies. From Erica at Friesland Campania, I think we'll be able to hear the opportunities and challenges that many brands are facing when trying to incorporate chemical recycling into their supply chain and strategy. And from Katie, we'll get the financial dive into it and the cost-benefit analysis over other waste elimination strategies. It'll be very well-balanced, very different perspectives, which I think will give the audience more of a holistic understanding of where it sits in the circular economy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Really, I'm looking forward to that, the, the debate on this because it's a really hot topic right now. And there's lots of conflicting points of view around where the sweet spot in terms of its value is. So looking forward to that very much. Katie, how can our listeners get involved? So we still have a very limited number of speaking opportunities available. If anyone is interested in joining as a speaker at the event, they can get in touch with me directly. We still have tickets available. There is a discount through this Friday, September 8th, for 300 euros off of your conference pass. So you can register on our website or get in touch with me directly again for that. And then finally, if, if there is anyone interested in sponsoring, um, we do still have spaces available for that as well. You can get in touch with me or my colleague, Gabriella Cuisson, and our emails can be found on our website. This week, 300 euro discount on conference passes if you register by the 8th of September. Katie, I'm looking forward to the event. It is coming up very shortly. It is indeed. Thanks for having me, Ian. As we mentioned, all the details about the event and how to get involved are on the Innovation Forum website. The Monday Briefing will be back next week. And look out as ever for the weekly podcast on Thursday. Until then, goodbye.